I dream all the time that I'm naked, constantly. What? Really? I, every dream I have, my boobs are out. <laughs> really? I swear. Even when I dream, like, I have another dream all the time that I, I missed the test at college. <gasps> That's the yeah. one and I even, have. Even in those dreams, my boobs are out. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Hi. <laughs> Girlfriend, you're on. <laughs> Hi, Marie. Hi, Sean. Wait. <laughs> Where's Kevin? Where is Kevin? Honestly, I don't know. I don't feel equipped to answer that question. <laughs> But, um, welcome to the Shawnee and Marie special episode of Deja the View. If this, if this charts on North America, any North American (laughs) Apple podcast chart, then Kevin will no longer be back. So tell your friends to listen. But he'll, he would also be so happy because he'd be like, I did that. I, this was the long con for me to launch my successful podcasting producer career. Um, yeah, so Kevin is out of town right now. And he didn't want us to uh, miss a beat with The View. So we're here bringing you... All the latest the, from the ladies. The who special punch. World Pride edition. Yeah. Of Deja the View. Happy Pride. <laughs> we've been saying that. This is now the third episode <laughs> that we've been saying Happy Pride on. Well, I don't see why Pride needs to be um, relegated to one week or one month. That's true. Um, we should be proud all year long, but we're not. <laughs> so, how was your Pride? Um, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Like, it was really I, good weather. Nice pride. It was nice it was weather. It, yeah. Can't really complain. Um, we didn't get like Lady Gaga and Cindy Lauper and Whoopi the way that World, World Pride in New York got. We didn't even get that when World Pride was in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was nice. How was yours? It was really good. But I missed the straight pride party that you had. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about it? Okay, yeah. So... Kevin hosted a party at his house called Pride's Next Top Ally. Um, Not to be confused with Next Top Alley, where we compete to see who gets to play Alley in the next version of A Star is Born. I wouldn't have missed that. (laughs) Uh, It was like a, I think there were six rounds of competition um, between seven straight allies. So what happened? What was the game? Well, the game was um, being a supportive person, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't show up. <laughs> it was no, there was rounds like a like a competition. So I hosted the lesbian speed round, okay. where I had five questions. I I did arts and crafts all night to prepare. <laughs> um, like for example, I had four photos of p- people who either were the actress who played Shane on the L word or looked like her. And one of the questions was just like, who, which one of these four people is Shane? It was like stuff like that, you know? Um, (laughs) And there was like a, there was a gay trivia round that people did not so well at. Um, And then there was like um, more interactive things. Like there was a vodka soda relay race. Um, which I think speaks for itself. <laughs> there was a runway where the category was, uh, I'm not gay, but this outfit is. <laughs> so, you know, we laughed, we cried. Um, there was one, there was one <laughs> category where it was like in RuPaul's Drag Race, where they have to say, they have to give a message to, the, to their younger selves. But Kevin had printed photos of everyone with the baby Snapchat filter on them. And they had to say, like, what would you say to little Katie? And think, people got really emotional. It was wow. it was nice. Yeah, it was really um, therapeutic. I Were think. you drunk? We had been drinking in the sun mm. for upwards of five hours. <laughs> okay. So I'll let the viewer decide. <laughs> well, Toronto Pride might be over, mm-hmm. but World Pride is 
in full swing right now. But will be over by the time you listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Whoopi Goldberg opened Mm -hmm. the ceremonies. She showed up in like a full denim gown. Yeah. And and gave her little Stonewall 50 speech, which was nice. It was like a three-hour ceremony. It was like a big thing. We were in the streets protesting. We were protesting in people's spaces. And you know what? We are still protesting. But the difference is today we are backed up by world pride. Sounds like a good time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I missed it. Um, I saw that Whoopi has been uh, not just at that event, but she's been out and about. For Pride, she posted um, a picture with Lady Gaga. Yes. Which was like (laughs) a picture of the back of Lady Gaga's head. (laughs) She also posted two photos of herself with Bob the Drag Queen. The same photo. The same photo. With really similar captions, slightly different. Okay, one other thing that has happened for Mm -hmm. Pride Mm -hmm. is that we have learned that if you put something out into the world, it will come back to you tenfold. (laughs) Why don't you tell everybody what happened? Why don't you remind people the ask that was put yeah. out by you and Kevin? I'll say in the it, last and episode. then Kevin can edit in the clip. Okay, go. Okay. So, in the last episode, when we were talking about Joy Behar wearing her sunglasses because of her cataract surgery, which has now been like four weeks, oh, and she's, she's still wearing them, them for life. I think for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think she realized like these studio lights are actually really bright. I'm Life is so much better with getting the glasses older, on. Yeah. and these are literally rose-colored glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so when she was wearing them for like the first or second week, Kevin said on this podcast that his dream was to get a video of her saying "gay rights." And if I could just make one plea to, if there's anyone from the View listening, I would like to launch a campaign and. Anyone who can help, like, tweet at The View, whatever we have to do to make this happen, I need a video of Joy Behar wearing her sunglasses, thrusting her fist in the air, and proclaiming, gay rights. And then what happened? Kevin, (laughs) roll the clip. (laughs) Gay rights! So she did that first on, like, a, a, a phone video for Twitter. Like and during a commercial on, break. Yeah. A little then, hectic. So it came up on Twitter cute. out of nowhere. And the thing about her Twitter too is that like she doesn't tweet regularly. No. She'll do like three tweets in a row one night, <laughs> but then won't tweet again for like a month. Yeah. So it kind of came out of nowhere and it just said gay rights or something. In the game. <laughs> and then she did it on air. Gay rights! <laughs> Yeah, she obviously really enjoyed herself. Yeah, it did well on Twitter. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it should, was going to get like a hundred thousand likes. Yeah, it, it got like six thousand likes or something. Yeah. but it did well for a Joy Behar tweet. Uh, <laughs> much better than a Deja the View tweet. <laughs> <laughs> She's like really. She's loving it. it. So I'm just hmm. picturing her running around New York City <laughs> today, yelling "Gay rights!" Gay rights! Gay rights! Well, should we get into some view updates? Okay. Well, the one other. No. <laughs> The one other kind of view update slash pride related update Mm -hmm. is that I tweeted something. Um, Okay, so there's a little backstory to this tweet. I was looking for photos of Rosie O'Donnell, um, like archive photos of Rosie O'Donnell to make a t-shirt for myself for pride. Oh, wow. And I found a t-shirt or I found a photo of Rosie like on a red carpet somewhere where and Rosie's wearing a t-shirt that says, I love Barbara Streisand. And I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if I printed that on a t-shirt for pride? <laughs> yes, it would. So that was my, <laughs> thank you. So that was like my, my, that's what I was doing in my mind. <laughs> I didn't get the t-shirt made because the t-shirt store closed <laughs> at seven. <laughs> The night before Pride. For Pride. And I was running late. <laughs> right. And then like three days after that had happened, Rosie posted a new photo 
of her a nude photo <laughs> of herself wearing a t-shirt from when she was on Watch What Happens Live. And she was wearing another t-shirt, but it was like Warren 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it's the exact same photo or like same pose as this photo that I have now. <laughs> years apart. From like, yeah, from like 15 years apart. So I posted the two photos on Twitter and I just said gays in their 20s versus gays in their 30s. You didn't tag her. I didn't tag her. Yeah. Okay. So I like put my phone down for like 45 minutes <laughs> after I tweet it. I come back to my phone and... Rosie responded to the tweet and said, or no, okay, what happened was somebody retweeted it and someone replied to that tweet saying, I don't get it. And then Rosie responded to that tweet and said, me neither. (laughs) And I was like, oh no. And then she responded to the tweet directly and said, maybe 40s or 50s. So I like panicked because I was like, oh my God, Rosie thinks I'm like making fun of her. Kevin had to like calm me down and be like, no. If she thought you were making fun of her, she would have, like, blocked you or something. Yeah. Or, like, reported you. <laughs> yeah. Gay rights! Now that we're done with Marie updates, <laughs> let's talk about some view updates. Because there's a few. Um, the first one, which I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Because I feel like most people watch the view on YouTube. But maybe I'm wrong. But the view announced her suddenly oh, yeah. with no announcement. <laughs> changed um it's usually that like super perky yeah energetic woman woman. yeah um you know the one with sunny hostin (laughs) hump day hot topics are here hump day hot topics are here hump day hot topics are here hump day hot topics coming up get over the hump day because the view is live uh, suddenly she's no longer there. Yeah. And her replacement sounds exactly like, okay, my theory is that mm-hmm. her replacement is Paula Ferris. Oh my God. It sounds like Paula Ferris doing a voice. Here come hump day hot topics with Whoopi, Abby Huntsman, Joy Behar, Sunny Hostin, and Megan McCain. Kevin did some research and he yeah. found, um, a little featurette on the regular woman yeah. who does who does it. Her name is her name allegedly is Virginia Hamilton. Yeah, which sounds like um, it sounds like, like a, a made up lesbian name. porn name. It names <laughs> sounds like a name of like a U.S. Olympic skier, doesn't it? Or like a panini grill. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Here, though, is my theory about what happened to Virginia. Okay. So I was looking at the YouTube comments on the video that Kevin sent us where she's, like, explaining her day-to-day doing the voiceover work. Every, okay, almost every comment was like, I thought Sarah did the intros. It sounds like Sarah's voice. Sarah Haynes? Sarah Haynes. And what's funny is when I first started watching The View, like, more frequently, I also was like, it sounds like Sarah's voice. Yes. I'm going, I pulled some comments. Okay. I'm going to read you a few of them. It's like she's Sarah Haynes' eccentric eccentric twin sister who's finally found her perfect niche. I'd love to see them do a segment together or switch roles for a day. <laughs> Another comment. Her voice sounds a bit like Sarah Haynes's. Oh my god. Another. She looks like the punk rock version of Sarah Haynes. <laughs> it's true. She has like a short kind of like think of like pink yeah. the singer <laughs> with literal pink hair. Yeah. Like, kind of looks like that. But also, kind of looks like her and Sarah could be related. (laughs) Another comment. She looks and sounds like Sarah. Love them both. Want to see Sarah with her hair. Another one. (laughs) Finally, a face to the voice. She's too cool. You put her and Sarah in the same room, and it will overload with sunshine and happiness. And I would love to be there with lemonade and my sunglasses on. That was from Joy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay <clears throat> now let's look at what happened last week here's my like theory okay the new voice actress started working on like i think and i could be off by like maybe a day or two but it doesn't really matter 
I think it was the 25th. Okay. Sarah had her baby and had to stop working on TV last week. Also, gave birth on June 26th. Okay. Vir- quote unquote Virginia, the voice artist, and Sarah are both suddenly mysteriously off work almost on the exact same day. I think they're the same person. <laughs> I, I like the more I say it, the more it makes sense. I think it's literally Sarah who does the intros and they made up this character of this girl who does it. I think they're the same person. Okay. Well, interesting theory. <laughs> I wish Kevin was here to rein you in. <laughs> Um, okay, well, my theory was a lot more simple, and it was just that she's literally pink, and (laughs) you know that video of pink where she uh, is in a concert, and she's getting harnessed up to do her trapeze, and then she jumps off the stage, but the the harness isn't correct, it's on correctly, and she falls into the audience. You think that happened? I think that happened. Okay. So she's just taking a little time to recover. I think both of our theories are equally as plausible. (laughs) Okay. Gay rights! Well, <laughs> speaking of Sarah Haynes, uh-huh. um, she oh, gave yeah. birth, as yeah. you mentioned. Congratulations to Sarah. Uh, Max, her husband. And uh, the, the baby has, of children. Um, it has an interesting name. Caleb Joseph? Is that what it is? Caleb something. I thought it was something more old-timey than Caleb. Virginia Hamilton? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good for them. I can't believe that she like literally worked until like almost the day before. Or maybe it was the day before. I thought that Abby was pregnant forever. Yeah. Sarah was, Sarah pregnant, was pregnant for longer. Sarah was like Jessica Simpson pregnant. Sarah forever. was pregnant for 11 months. <laughs> But the one thing... There's something I want to say about Sarah. What? So Sarah and Michael Straitman are suddenly hosting the Hills After Show. You heard about this? So the Hills is back. The Hills New Beginnings. Um, It's about three years after anybody wanted it. So I don't think anybody's paying attention. And um, I, as an original super super fan of the hills yeah could literally care less i was also like a huge hills super fan i wasn't um on the after show like you were (laughs) um but yeah i was obsessed with it i was also obsessed with the oc so the fact that misha barton is on the hills new beginnings is like blowing my mind Mm -hmm. but it's almost like such a big huge thing that i don't want to watch it like if that makes any sense and like if it's disappointing, it'll tarnish my memories of both shows. I did go and try to watch the first episode, but when I saw that it was 46 minutes, <laughs> which like the whole the point of the hills was, was that it was like minutes. 20 minutes. It was a clean 20 or 22 minutes. Yeah. 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 20, 46 is pushing it. Yeah. I'm sorry. 46 um, minutes for um, Very Cavallari. Yes. Oh my God. 46 minutes for the hills. No. Okay. So... Anyway, back to the view. <laughs> Not even the view, but just Sarah. Okay, so there used to be a thing in Canada, and it, then it got big everywhere because because the states were, didn't, they weren't, like, MTV wasn't doing their own after show. Mm-hmm. It was only MTV Canada. It was hosted by Dan Levy, who's on Schitt's Creek, and Jesse Crookshank, who's, like, a TV host in Canada, who was on E! for a while, too. E! the network. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like... I had the same thought of you being like, I wonder if they're going to do the after show again. Well, the after show was but like, my thought was like, it would actually be insanely easy to get Dan and Jesse to do the after show again because Schitt's Creek literally just filmed their last episode like last week. Oh, Jesse does like online stuff, but like, I'm sure if the opportunity presented itself, they would get the gang back together. Never saw this Sarah and Michael Strahan thing coming. Also because like to even pretend that he's interested mm-hmm. in the view or in the, in the view also yeah. but in the hills is like no it's just no. like what well uh, didn't anyway. see it <laughs> but we've got a lot of strong opinions on it yeah um in other view updates uh let's talk about Bella Thorne oh yeah so 
So you are so what? on, girlfriend. <laughs> girlfriend, you are so on. So what happened? Yeah, tell me what that... had happened. Okay. okay, and I'm not trying to be a dick, and I'm not trying to be like who weekly here, yeah. but I honestly don't know who Bella Thorne okay. is, and I've only become really become aware of her because of like who weekly and being yeah. like she's a fake celebrity. So ca- uh, okay, can I'll you actually you... tell me yeah. who she okay. is? Okay, so um, she was on. I hit the mic. She was on. I think like um maybe Disney or like some sort of like preteen show kind of like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez or okay. something. Did that for like a little bit, so I think that was her like first thing. Okay. And then she became like a teen star in like teen stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then she was in so far. I'm she's following. been in like random movies. Like she was in like The Babysitter, that like horror kind of like campy movie that's on netflix so nothing i've seen probably not she plays like kind of like little parts here and there okay i think if you're like a teenager you're like fully aware of who she is is she famous because she is sort of like persistently putting herself out there yeah she's like persistently been working but is she like a tabloid girl like does she yes her pictures are out there yeah she's like associated with youtube groups slash like people that teens right know okay she's like a new celebrity that it's just i'll never know who she is okay yes got it this confirms everything it's like if if this was the hills and and the leading roles are like Haley bieber she like Bella Thorne is like the Audrina character, okay. you know? Yeah, got it. Yeah, 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 I see. She's not like the lead, but yeah. she's like definitely there on the side she's doing around. stuff. Yeah, yes. Okay. okay, so... Oh, glad we said that. We're all up to date. <laughs> so on The View, they were supposed to have Bella Thorne on the show. Mm-hmm. Because Bella Thorne is on a book tour right now for a book that, that came out about... It's like talks about like body issues and um, like abuse and depression. So it's kind of I think it's like a autobiography type book. Okay. So she was supposed to be on the View the same week that they had this discussion. Right. So what happened was somebody hacked photos of her and was uh, like allegedly blackmailing her, saying they would release the nude photos if she didn't give them whatever. Right. So she was like. F that, I'm going to release the photos myself so that you don't have the power over me. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. She released the photos. She released the photos. And then on The View, they were talking about it. Whoopi said, if you're a famous person, you should know better Mm -hmm. than to be taking nude photos. I just, you know, it, it... I, it's terrible. She's crawling out of her skin. I, I do, Whoopi. I just feel that if you don't put them, if you don't take them and put them in, listen. If you're famous, I don't care how old you are, you don't take nude pictures of but yourself because. But she only because, wants to share with one person. But she should listen. When they're hacking you, they're hacking all of your stuff. So whether it's one picture or a million pictures, once you take that picture, yeah. it goes into the cloud. And it's available to any hacker who wants it. And if you don't know that in 2019, mm. that this is an issue. That's Basically, what she that said. That's what she said. That's, that's, that's what she when said. When they, in, in talking about it more, she might have said a little bit more, being like, don't take nude photos, blah, blah, blah. But her like main point was, if you're a celebrity and you're taking nude photos and they're going in the cloud, these things can happen. Don't be surprised when. Don't be surprised when. Bella was not into that. She did not like that. (laughs) So Bella posted an Instagram story or whatever. Yeah. um, Where she's in tears, Mm -hmm. pushing her hair out of her face. It's like very, it's like a, it's like a a visual that we've seen before from like teen famous people. (laughs) Yeah. And she's saying, shame on you, Whoopi Goldberg. Shame, shame. I'm not going to lie. I want to say that I feel pretty disgusting. You know, I feel pretty disgusting, Whoopi, knowing everyone's seen, like, you know, my shit. And and I just want to say that me watching this interview made me feel really bad about myself. And and I hope you're happy. I I really do. I really hope. 
hope you're so fucking happy because I can only imagine all of the kids who have um, their shit released and then they commit suicide and, you know, uh, you're so crazy for, for, for thinking such terrible things on such an awful situation. Like, you know, I, I don't really want to go on The View anymore because I don't really want to be beaten down by a bunch of older women for my body and my sexuality. I don't really feel like that. And so I'm going to cancel my interview because I don't really want you guys talking about your views to young girls because I would not want my daughter to learn that and I would never say that to her. Okay, I'm done. Shame on you, Whoopi. Shame on you and shame on you for putting that public opinion just out there like that for every young girl to think that they're disgusting for even taking a photo like that shame on saying if you take a sexy photo then it basically deserves to get leaked like don't be surprised at all and don't feel sorry for yourself so if i go out to a party drinking and i want to dance on the dance floor do i deserve to be raped too because to me i see those two things really fucking similar okay so that happened um I sort of thought, because it did blow up a little bit, there was some mm-hmm. headlines about it. There were, yeah, it was like, it it like took over the entertainment news cycle for like 48 hours. I thought you were going to say 48 minutes. For four- <laughs> um, I did think that because of the amount of attention it got, that, that they might respond to it on The View. They didn't. Yeah, no. Monet, even Monet Exchange talked about it on, 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 the, on, on the their Moni show. On the Moni Williams show. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know Monet Exchange had a show. Till yeah. today. <laughs> and I watched it and I was like, this is literally Wendy Williams. Literally. Without the lighting budget. Yes. <laughs> when people post pictures of themselves crying um, on their social media, I give, I have a very... Because I'm like, bitch, you don't, I don't need to see you crying and give me like... No, like that's too, it just seems very manufactured. But I mean, she's right. I think with with Whoopi, Whoopi's coming from a very obviously an older woman's perspective. Except for you, you're like, bitch, take your news, live your life, right, mama? What Monet said kind of is how I also feel, which is like, well, okay, a thing about me, and I've said it on this podcast before, is that I don't trust the cloud. I have photos on my phone. Like, if if I have a photo on my phone, it's not on the cloud. I don't use the cloud. Never yeah. heard of her. <laughs> never going to meet her. <laughs> so, first of all, that's my preface. Yeah. So, I think, like, my opinion is, like, yes, I think that putting nude photos on the cloud is really naive. It's not like you deserve to have your photos leaked. It's no. more just, like, that's a risk you're taking if you're putting stuff on the cloud or putting them on, like, an email account or something that's, like, easily easily hackable <laughs> yes and we saw this with jennifer lawrence like this yeah. was a gigantic story when there was multiple celebrities yes. whose clouds accounts were hacked yeah including jennifer lawrence who was i think the most famous mm-hmm. or... it's it's out there like the possibility yeah. of the cloud being hacked is out there and it's <laughs> happened before to really famous people i feel like when um i'm in a meeting at work with a bunch of baby boomers and we're talking about like cybersecurity, and we're like <laughs> the cloud could be hacked like, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> they can get in there, into the cloud, take what's yours. My daughter's hotmail. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, I think that it's not right to slut shame. And maybe what will be said could have been worded differently or could have not been, could have, like, maybe it came across a little harsh. Like, it came, like, more like a personal attack on Bella Thorne. <laughs> But I don't think that was Whoopi's intention. Sure. In my opinion, Bella took Whoopi's comments and ran with them. And I don't want to like totally slam her, but I feel like maybe she knew what she was doing in terms of the publicity it was going to get. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of like having a public feud with Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. But Whoopi didn't say any of the things that Bella was attributing to her. Whoopi's take is, yes, outdated and has yeah. no sort of like understanding of technology or yeah. the modern world And Megan was dating. like explaining that to her too because Megan Whoopi's the, idea yeah. of taking new photos is that it's like a crazy thing that no one yeah. does. Megan was like, 
everyone, yeah. everyone is doing it. So she said the exact same thing. She just knew what, where she yeah. was coming from. So the thing that Monet said that I do think it should be the takeaway here for everyone is that when you take nude photos, don't put your face in it. Yeah. Just don't put your face in it. Photoshop, Photoshop out, out the, the tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, to recap our 45-minute discussion, don't <laughs> slut shame, but also be wary of where your nudes are going. Okay, next. Next. <laughs> so, the Bethany and Sunny oh, feud God. continues. Yeah. Uh, I think that you guys have already talked about the Bethany-Sunny yeah. feud. Uh, Bethany yelled at Sunny's kids. We all know On that. On the beach. On the beach. Sunny brought it up again. She told the whole story. Yeah, it was said, riveting adults television. Talk to adults. Yeah. So Bethany was on Watch What Happens Live uh-huh. and got a question about what's going on with Sunny and did she yell at Sunny's kid? Mm-hmm. And she gave like a, a 12 second answer, yeah. essentially saying, I don't know, Sunny. I think she must be on drugs or alcohol. What's going on with you and Sunny from The View? I don't know. She I don't, said you yelled at her kid on the beach. I know. Beach. I you... think she's been drinking or taking some drugs. I don't know. And I don't know her. You don't remember I that? No, I don't. Uh, that was literally it. That was she's it. She's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know her. She must be on drugs or alcohol. So Sunny responded immediately saying, not surprising that a reality TV personality who yells and bullies little kids on a beach lies, but I have witnesses at Bethany. At RM Jansen, feel free to weigh in. Hashtag receipts. Oh, and Bethany, defamation ain't cute. Mm -hmm. And then Bethany blocked her on Twitter. (laughs) So that's that on that. That's saga. (laughs) Um, I know that Ryan Murphy's feud season two (laughs) has been in development hell for some years. Yeah. Uh, I suggest scrapping the Charles Diana story that he was pursuing yeah. and maybe go with the bethany sunny story because could you imagine the scene on the beach who else was on watch what happens live recently well, well as i mentioned briefly earlier in my personal anecdote <laughs> rosie o'donnell was on um she had some things a fabulous to say. new haircut yeah i don't know what was she promoting just the twitter um, account <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> the democratic primary yeah uh, so she was asked a couple things about The View. She was asked about the book, Ladies Who Punch, and mm-hmm. her relationship with Whoopi. She said that um, she ran into Whoopi recently a yeah. couple times and that they were cordial to each other and that her she would like to... Her were, were so like professional. Yeah. I was like, is she running for president? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I was wondering if you ever talked to Whoopi Goldberg after the Ladies Who Punch came out and what your current relationship is like with her. Well, believe it or not, we bumped into each other physically at the Megan Mullally show of her uh, concert in, in Cafe Carlisle. And we were very cordial and said hello. And I worked on a, a project with her for um, ABC since this whole McGillicuddy occurred. And, you know, I'm always going to respect her. I'm always going to look up to her. She was somebody who was inspirational in my career. And, you know, you like to keep those people in a place of reverence if you can. And that's what I'm hoping to do. So that was a nice response. Uh, She was also asked about Megan's um, attitude towards Joy on The View. And she gave like a pretty good nuanced Mm -hmm. answer. I don't know if Rosie watches The View, but she seems to be pretty aware of what's going on. So I think she's tuning in or at least like watching clips that she sees. No, right. she was very, very tight with her father, and he had been dying for a while. And I think she's, we've watched her daily, you know, try to grieve and get through. It's not really that easy. So yeah. I do have some compassion for her, although I wish she wouldn't be mean to Joy Behar, who is, you know, like a living legend and is should be respected for no other reason than she's the elder statesman in the room. Like, so, so true. true. And also what Rosie said about Megan grieving on air does put a lot of things into perspective not like excuse certain things, but it does kind of like frame or give a certain understanding to why Megan feels so like weirdly passionate about things or comes off a little strong on certain days. It's like, yeah, literally, she's like trying to go through her feelings while (laughs) on a TV show that's live. I suppose that's true. Um, (laughs) 
We've got some Sherry Shepard news. Uh-huh. Uh, firstly, Sherry Shepard was on the Straight Man and Sarah show. Yeah. And it was really and funny. Kiki. She was talking. Oh, yeah. Kiki's the third wheel now. She's replacing Sarah, I guess. I don't really know because I don't watch every day, every day but I think Kevin knows. So I'm just going to say what I think and Kevin <laughs> can yell at me in the next episode. So I think that randomly Kiki, I think that Kiki was like a guest a couple of times. Did really, really well and like played games with them and stuff. Mm. And like real games, not like mind games. <laughs> I think that they she was doing so well that they started to bring her on kind of like as a third host and now she's taking over while sarah's gone i guess which is like also insane to me because i love sarah haynes i love kiki palmer never in a million years would i have ever guessed that they would be hosting a show together with my enemy (laughs) michael strain it's like them working together is like a dream that I never would have believed would come true. And then that him being involved is like, of course. We can't have everything. We can't have everything. And now Sarah's gone for yeah. who knows how long. But Kiki was there when Sherry was on. Yeah, and so Sherry was talking about promoting. Mr. Iglesias. I liked this little segment she did mm-hmm. about um, dating Bradley Cooper. Okay. Tell Bradley Cooper, Make a move, what's girl. up? Make okay, a move. well, Bradley, every mother loves me. Tell and I know. me something, Tell me something girl. good. <laughs> and, I, and I would say to Bradley Cooper, I, what do white people say? I like hiking, biking, taking <laughs> walks. That's what y'all always say. And then one last thing to, one last thing to Bradley. Bradley, if you like skiing, come down the chocolate slope. You'll never forget. Um, that was funny. And she's been posting a lot about being single on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She did like a very similar shtick of like doing a dating video on Instagram. <laughs> we love Sherry. Uh, Sherry also was on the D.L. Hughley show. Mm-hmm. In, wait, is that a show? <laughs> um, I think it's a radio show. Okay. So I, could mean, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm making it up. I don't she know. did something <laughs> with D.L. Hughley. Uh, she talked a lot about her, her marriage. Um, mm-hmm. And she talked about... How everybody at the View tried to talk her out of it. Whoopi refused to go because Barbara she didn't support it. Barbara to refused to go. As we remember from the time, Elizabeth was all in, Elizabeth learning choreography a- for the Flash Mob. Yeah, Elizabeth was a bridesmaid, yeah. which I thought is really funny. In this interview, she says nobody from the View wanted to go. <laughs> I said that's a sorry ass dude. Yeah. You know, everybody said that. Steve yeah. Harvey said that's, everybody. That's Barbara dude. Walter said Whoopi wouldn't come to my wedding. Everybody, <laughs> wow. everybody tried to tell me. Okay. The only person that showed up was Kim Whitley because she got a free iPad. Right. She was my bridesmaid. <laughs> we gave away a free iPad. And it's not like as if she forgets that Elizabeth existed because she's talking about why she got married. And she was like, I was so lonely. Everyone at The View had their own thing. Like, we didn't, like hang out it wasn't like girls hanging out after work because like everyone had a family elizabeth had her family mm-hmm. um and then she says Whoopi had her brownies <laughs> she'd go home <laughs> okay well i'm gonna read you the exact quote Whoopi would go home and eat her brownies she was gone for the night <laughs> All the women at the view were amazing, but they had lives. Whoopi would go home and eat her brownies. Right. She was gone for the right. night. Um, <laughs> then Elizabeth Hasselbeck had her family. Joy had her. And so I was out there by myself. Uh, one final view update. Uh, let's talk about Manic McCain. Oh, God. So we've got a new Daily Mail article. It seems they're writing articles just like on the Deja the View cycle so that we have something to talk about. <laughs> so thanks to the folks at the Daily Mail. Uh, Let me read you a little bit of this article. Producers at The View are now calling the show's co-host Megan McCain Manic McCain after a series of new blow-ups on camera and off. On Tuesday, the daughter of the late Senator John McCain lost her cool during a commercial break following a segment where she confused Willamette College of... (laughs) where she confused Willamette College of Law professor Warren Binford, who appeared on CNN to describe viewing the horrific immigration conditions for children, with Sarah B. Fabian, a Justice Department lawyer that McCain called a holdover from the Obama administration. 
The on-air snafu caused the show's moderator, Whoopi Goldberg, to restart the segment, and they tried to have the conversation again. But during the commercial break, all hell broke loose. Megan became unhinged. She screamed, this is some bullshit. What are you producers good for? A source with the show tells the Daily Mail TV. As usual, a bunch of producers ran to calm her, but before... Before they could, she turned to the show's executive producer, Brian Tetta, and said, You motherfucker, how could you let this happen to me? Sunny later clarified an illegal note at the end of the episode. I want to clarify that we were talking what we were talking about during Hot Topics, identifying both women by their proper role and title. Two different women, two different topics. Before hosting could finish, 34-year-old McCain blurted out, I screwed up. Thanks for fixing it, Sunny. So uh, this is a real story. Yeah. <laughs> like she for sure did because yeah. she later confirmed on her Instagram live. So I got a notification that Megan McCain had gone live on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I better get on there and try to get her to say gay rights. <laughs> she didn't say it, but somebody asked her, what is the biggest lesson she's learned since being at the view? Oh God, there's like a lot of lessons I've learned from joining the view. Don't uh, say motherfucker with your mic on. <laughs> um, so it's, there's no question this confirmed. is true. Yeah. Manic okay. McCain confirmed. Case closed. For some reason, there seems to be a lot of criticism of what she's saying on the show mm-hmm. swelling up on social media. I guess it's the it's summer, like people, people have some yeah, time. And it's like people, for so long, nobody was paying attention to what was happening on The View. And then when people started to pay attention, it's like now they're tuning in being like, what else is she going to say? Mm-hmm. And... I mean, she's been like having some real fresh days with the <laughs> detention facilities at the border these days. Like, there's yeah. always something. And that's what they were talking that's about. That's exactly what they were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, they were talking about comparing detention centers on the border with torture facilities yeah. that day. And she said that that's not a fair use of those words. It's yeah. not a torture facility. And Sunny was like, literally seven kids have died yeah. in them that we know of. Yeah, but but, but Megan said, well, my father. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's inhumane, but there is a big difference between the Hanoi Hilton and what's happening well, at the border right now. We should be less right concerned now. about what we're calling them than what what is happening inside of but them. But hyperbole, I don't think it matters what we're calling them. Kids are dying inside of them. Well, we shouldn't I play think, semantics but I think, with what we're calling them. Well, we I should think, care about the dead kids well, I that think, have come out of them. Well, my father couldn't lift me above his head as a child because of his torture wounds. So I do think hyperbole is important. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that did you look at what the URL of the Daily Mail article was? <laughs> no. I'll read it to you. Great. So it's like Daily Mail, Daily Mail. <laughs> UK, whatever, blah, 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 slash The View Producers brand Megan Manic McCain blows audience. <laughs> Manic McCain blows audience? Yeah, that's the URL. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Gay rights! Well, Megan had another ripe moment in the past couple of weeks when she called Joy Behar a bitch. And people acted like it was insane. (laughs) Again, this like proves to me that people do not watch The View regularly or they aren't familiar with like View history or what happens on a daily basis. Because when... Megan said, don't feel bad for me, bitch. And she wasn't like, the way that people were talking about it, the way that the headlines look, I thought that she like pointed her finger in Joy Behar's sunglasses and was like, you bitch. (laughs) Okay, so the ladies were discussing Donald Trump's 2020 campaign kickoff in Florida and Megan returned to her favorite topic, understanding the Trump voter. Uh Um, She started uh, explaining that Trump voters hate the same things that Trump does, and that's why they love him so much. Uh And Joy said, well, what do they hate, black people and immigrants? Mm -hmm. trying to explain, because one of my producers this morning was saying, why do people love him so much? And I was like, sometimes it's not just that they love Trump so much, it's that they hate the same things Trump hates. That's what's going on. Black people, you mean, and immigrants? No, I mean... Who do they hate? Who do they hate? You know what, Joy? I really come here every day open-minded just trying to explain it. 
Okay. And it's not a fun job for but me every day. But who do they hate? And then Megan sort of like spiraled and was like, do you know how hard my job is? She called herself the sacrificial Republican on the show. I know you're angry. I you get it that angry. you're angry that Trump's president, like a lot of people are. I'm angry are, about every single thing he's doing. I don't think yelling at me is going to fix the problem, okay? I just said that it was hard for me to watch. Yes. I just said it was hard for me to watch Lindsey but, Graham, but who I considered an uncle for a long time. Yeah, but then okay? you're talking about the Trump but supporters. I'm trying to they don't have okay, so 2020 is not in the bag for you. But an it's not. The, here's the, okay, guys. Okay. 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 Being a sacrificial Republican every day. Well, I'm just. And at that point, Joy did like an oh. Yeah. And Megan said, oh, don't feel bad for me, bitch. But the the audience very quickly went like. (gasps) Some audience members laughed, though. Like, (laughs) roll the tape. The audience was laughing. Like, some people were like. (laughs) Because it was a lighter moment when it happened than when you look back at, like, the isolated clip. To, here's the I, thing. Oh, don't feel bad for oh, me, bitch. I hate to do this. Okay? Don't feel bad for me. Before he let's, headed to Florida. Hold on. Here, let oh, me. Joy and I call each other bitch all the time. We'll be right, right back. Let's, 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 yeah. And they have been for a long time. And Whoopi even said that the one co-host who never liked it, which we've talked about on the podcast, is Candace Cameron Bure. She was the one who was like, Whoopi, don't call me the B word. We used to say bitch all the time. And it's one of the people that was here. She used to get upset. And then we stopped saying it. And now bitch is creeped in. And they're good with it. Um, well, this really blew up. Some headlines uh, that appeared after this were... Megan McCain calls Joy Behar a bitch on The View. Megan McCain defends calling Joy Behar a bitch. Megan McCain explains why she called Joy Behar a bitch. Megan McCain tells Joy Behar, don't feel bad for me, bitch. Don't feel bad for me, bitch. Megan McCain snaps at Joy Behar. Showstopper, Megan McCain calls Joy Behar the B word. And it's not Behar. Okay. Well, I thought we were talking about hot topics, but... um, Those were the spicy... (laughs) The hot topics <laughs> is like, oh my god, it's so piping hot okay. that I am on fire. So if I'm at Sukhothai and I get a two spicy, that's, that's my spicy. spicy. But if I got a five spicy, it's a five. hot topic. It's hot okay, topic. got it. Sorry. Let's talk about some level five hot topics. <laughs> the Democratic debates have been happening. Did yeah. you watch them? I, no, I of course I didn't. Oh my god, the I watched whole all thing. four I, hours. No, oh my god, no! But I did watch every single clip that people put on Twitter, oh, which so is you like saw the them. highlight yeah, reel. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first night was so boring. Yes. So boring. Um, I mean, it was hands down. <clears throat> Elizabeth Warren had to do nothing. I mean, she barely talked, but she Wait, still won. Wait, was the first night? No, the second night had Kamala. Yeah. And Biden. Yeah. And where is the one where, which night was the one where um, Beto did his like Peggy Hill Spanish? That was the first night. Okay. The first night was rough. So okay. it was it was like Elizabeth Warren, Beto, Bill de Blasio, mm-hmm. like all the, the mm-hmm. Tulsi Gabbard, like all of the whatevers, um, plus Elizabeth Warren, who's going to be president in 2020. Um, if Rosie if all works right. out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was boring. Nothing to say. Second night was spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the first night was spicy. The second night was hot. Right. I'll never get it straight. <laughs> um, so the view's been keeping up with this and they've uh, managed to get some like pretty good guests. They had, uh, Julian Castro, who was kind of a surprise standout from the first night, but mm-hmm. after the second night, I literally don't remember him. No. Um, they had Pete Booty Judge on after mm-hmm. the second night and honestly pete like got lost for me in the debates um mm-hmm. the centrists really like floundered i found uh it was like a bad night for biden in my opinion yeah and it was a bad night for Petey. um and so he was on the view <clears throat> and sunny got to ask him a question about some of his policies that have negatively impacted black people in mm-hmm. south bend um it was this 1,000 houses in 
1,000 years or something uh-huh. <laughs> policy. But a thousand houses in a thousand years. That a thousand houses to in me like sounds <laughs> like <laughs> low effort, <laughs> minimal zero effort. effort. Well, he's running for president. He hasn't have time to build all those houses. <laughs> oh um, but then she sort of like she didn't ask about the the shooting, the the police officer shooting the black man in South Bend, which oh. he's um, had so much criticism for. So it was kind of like a weird interview that that didn't uh-huh. get talked about. And I wish that Sonny did get a chance to rake him over the coals for that uh, because he's so boring and whatever. I the, It's like the one thing that I saw from the debates about him was just someone's tweet that said, Pete Buttigieg is the Bank of America float at the Pride Parade. <laughs> yes. Kamala was the standout star of mm-hmm. the second night. Bet I think Porter she did really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the real star of the night oh God. is oh, yeah. <laughs> a little lady named Marianne Williamson, who was on The View a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, she was on The View a couple of days before the debates. <clears throat> oh, feels like years ago. <laughs> it was like the it was like on the twentieth. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, she did amazing. <laughs> Her view appearance created like a bit of buzz because she got grilled for her yeah. potentially anti-vaccination stance. Uh, like... <laughs> Definitely. So Marianne Williamson, you if like everyone else, you're like, where did this woman come from? She is uh, brought to you by Oprah. So when Oprah still had her show and she was like introducing us to all of these um, people like Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz... Her like new age specialist person was Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. Marianne Williamson, unrelated, also was Laura Dern's roommate for mm-hmm. a period of time. The run for president is very bizarre. <laughs> um, so a, a day before appearing on The View, she was being interviewed and basically said that, yeah, vaccines are Orwellian, which is funny because <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like... <laughs> He actually died of something that would have been preventable <laughs> by vaccines. Um, but yeah, that they are Orwellian. Um, and she came out like against mandatory vaccines. And then people were like, oh my God, you're an anti-vaxxer. And she tried to be like, no, I, I misspoke. I'm sorry. So on The View, Megan was like, are you defending your stance? Like, do you, are you against mandatory vaccines? Now you're okay with mandatory vaccines. It's not that now I'm okay. I haven't changed since yesterday. I misspoke on that one sentence, but I will say this. If I were president of the United States, when I'm president of the United States, there will be a commission of scientists talking about, uh, learning so that the American people see what's going on with these vaccines who are not paid by big pharma. And she really, really skated around the topic and literally was like refusing to say yes or no. And didn't answer the question. And then Sonny, at the end of the segment, was like, wait, you never answered Megan's question. Do you support mandatory vaccinations? I think that we have a very... I understand that public safety must come first. But I also understand that we must have a balance between public safety and the issues of individual freedom. I do not trust the propaganda on either side. No, but this I, kind of nebulous answer yeah, makes Okay, people if it's paranoid. nebulous, I would have to say that people, there are situations yes no? where there are absolute outbreaks. I understand there are epidemics where vaccines are life-saving. I support vaccines. Good. Okay. I support okay. vaccines. We'll be- for many people, this is their first exposure to Marianne Williamson. Yeah. For for me, personally, I was exposed to Marianne Williamson in 2014 when Alanis Morissette oh wrote a God. song for her run for Congress, yeah. which she was unsuccessful at. Uh-huh. But um, as some of our listeners may or may not know, I on when I'm not working for Deja The View 24 hours a day... Uh-huh. Um, when Kevin gives me a break, then I work um, for my own podcast called Miss Thing, a podcast mm-hmm. about women in songs. So I talk about Alanis a lot. I've done my research. Yeah. I've lived this life. <laughs> and this is the last Alanis Morissette song that was ever released. She has yeah. not released another song. Unless we start a revolution. And then, so I found 
all of these videos recently from that campaign period that Alanis just appears in talking about how much she loves Marianne Williamson. Um, and it's a, it's a very on brand for Alanis. Like it's, yeah. she's like a new age California hippie. Yeah. So um, totally on brand. But she has been silent about mm-hmm. the presidential run today. I mean, she's busy. She's she's also like 16 months pregnant yeah. with her own kid. Um, so she might be distracted, but I'm very curious to hear where she falls because Alanis Morissette is the kind of person I wouldn't be surprised if she came out as anti-vaccine. Agreed. Yeah. Um, certainly she stood out from a lot of mm-hmm. nobodies, um, like Eric Swalwell, who had tomato sauce around the edges of his lips. <laughs> okay. So let's move on. Um, so the ladies were talking about stressful dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gloria Estefan <laughs> recently released a statement <laughs> about her stressful dreams where she's naked in her dreams. No, she said, yeah, she said, even though I've been performing for like decades, I still have stress dreams where I'm naked on stage. And then Anna came out with her pre-planned joke and was like, I heard that's also her husband's dream. <laughs> Wow, nailed so then it. They went around saying, Do you still have stress dreams? Well, the big news from this was that Joy has stress dreams where it seems like in all of her dreams, yeah. <laughs> her boobs are out. Yeah. Every dream I have, my boobs are out. Really? <laughs> I swear. I didn't know about the boobs, boobs being out all the time. Uh, oh, you've never been in a dream where you're running through the streets naked? No. Never. No. Oh, just me? Yes. Oh, excuse you me. You Gloria Estefan. Well, maybe that wasn't a dream. My boobs are always out in my dreams. That was her statement. Dreams are so boring, though, aren't they? I know. Nobody and, wants but, to hear about a dream. Yeah, that's the thing, is like... Anytime that someone's like, I had the craziest dream last night, it, you're about to be bored for yeah. three minutes. Yeah. Literally the only time I've ever been like, this is so compelling was when Joy Bayer was like, <laughs> my boobs are always out. Um, I wanted to read some of the comments on the YouTube video okay. for this. Uh, people wanted to weigh in a little bit. Jace Dean said, I'm like Anna, I don't dream at all. But tonight, for sure, I'm going to be dreaming about Joy and her boobs, <laughs> picturing them on the street. Ha ha ha, funny lady. She is cracking me up every day. Love her. Claire Conover said, I never had a naked or the other one, the flying dream. In my dreams, I've been chased by various characters, watched, one dream only, natural disasters from afar in an entirely glass house. I woke up before running into one of those disasters to rescue my cat and simply being invisible. (laughs) I like that she's like, I never have dreams, goes on to list four (laughs) insane dreams. Rose Johnson Susie says... I never have bad dreams, though the one last night where aliens were doing brain surgery on me made me a little nervous in the morning. What are people's ideas of bad dreams? <laughs> because to me, <laughs> that's a nightmare. <laughs> aliens doing brain surgery yes. on me? Yeah, these people keep being like, I don't have those kinds of dreams, but last night, uh, Megan, who I can only assume is Megan McCain, <laughs> said, I used to have a recurring dream where I was on the toilet naked in the middle of a shopping mall and struggling with whether it was better to be up and running away naked or staying on the toilet, hunched over, trying to cover up stressful decisions. That is what happens when you have a naked dream, though. You're like, how do I cover up and act normal in public? Yeah, I think that it's not a dream I often have, but when I do have it, my problem is like, what's more important, covering the top or the bottom? Yeah. Like, what's better, full vag or full <laughs> Bella Thorne titties? Um, one final comment. Christy Lewis says, Anna Navarro isn't funny. She keeps cracking jokes, but she's not funny at all. Okay, then. So that's that on that. Uh, let's talk about some sperm banks in space. Since we're talking about Joyce This is like the next evolution from sex robots. Yeah, it is. So uh, I don't know what's happening. I guess. (laughs) What? NASA. (laughs) Somebody's putting sperm banks in space. The idea is long term. 
sort of sustainability of and i think it's like yeah i think it's like we can eliminate having to send male astronauts up with the females to reproduce and colonize other planets but is this a problem like is there a shortage of male astronauts i think that this is like a theory (laughs) that maybe one person at nasa wrote a report about this and the view was like amazing great (laughs) Love this. Um, yeah, <laughs> love, love to, to see, see it. it. <laughs> so I think that they're just thinking long, like it, we're cutting the cost of sending people in space by by half if we're sending women astronauts up with sperm banks, <laughs> and they can just DIY it. Yeah. Okay. Megan was laughing so hard <laughs> the whole time. And Megan's laugh was exactly like your laugh. <laughs> it started as a ha 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 and then went into like a wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> and she couldn't stop laughing the whole time. The whole topic. <laughs> I don't wheeze. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I, like Marianne Williamson, would like to leave it up to the scientists. I'd like to leave it up to the Facebook commenters. Well, let's talk about the Facebook commenters. Uh, Jennifer Moses Vale said, I didn't get why Megan was laughing so much, and I don't understand why the camera kept showing her. Oh, wait, I do get it. It was for social media likes and attention. Ratings. Yeah, welcome to my life. Running the Daycha The View account. That's like... Yeah, chained up in Kevin's basement and, <laughs> and having to respond to the tweets that are like why is Marie laughing so much <laughs> wow um, Crystal Lewis said why doesn't MM grow up she is giggling like a five year old who used the word duty <laughs> she's always asking married guests about their lives let's hear about your online husband you know everybody but had to find someone online yeah. Please. Beto O'Rourke said, <laughs> sorry, Beto Urachita said, take what you need into space because of the weight. Once you get there, you can make male babies. Dr. Spock says you have to be logical about it. I don't understand. So he's, that. Must, he's the doctor who wrote this report, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Urachita. Paula Maxwell says, I find it amusingly disturbing that the Haven mention an egg, parentheses, ovum, bank two. (laughs) Or do they figure they will impregnate and create another species instead of stockpiling sperm? Perhaps we should work on saving and making the earth livable so that we can continue to exist. That's what I'm saying. Just a thought. One more thing I see a bit of, see a lot of women in wit bonnets and red capes in that future. Because they only want to save the part that determines the sex of a child. Just saying. I think Paula's on to something. I think Paula's on something. Um, Kathy Marshall said. <laughs> Wait, okay, but Paula Maxwell's <laughs> wrong because she said, I find it amusingly disturbing that they haven't, well, I'm assuming she means haven't mentioned an egg bank too. But like, even if there's an egg bank, there still has to be a woman who carries it. So like, even if they did mention an egg bank, her issue with it being like Handmaid's Tale with the wit bonnets <laughs> would still be the issue. I don't quite see the Handmaid's Tale connection. Is it because we would be forcing that, the women who are going to space I think that she's saying, yeah, she's like saying, reading it as if it's like Handmaid's Tale that we're only, like women are only used for reproducing. But I also would assume that the women going would be volunteers for NASA. I don't think there'd be, I mean, knock on wood, I don't think there's like a Mars baby draft. Um, Have you heard that? I've been wrong before. Have you heard that Margaret Atwood is writing a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale? What is it called? Oh, I thought this was like a setup for, I thought you were like asking me to set you up for like an an Anna Navarro joke. It's called The Handmaid's Tale (laughs) 2. 
called The Handmaid's Tale New Beginnings. <laughs> My suggestion is that um, I'm going to send this to her. Paul Maxwell yeah. writes the <clears throat> pilot. Well, Kathy, <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy... <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Kathy Marshall said, would they be considered aliens? Asking for a friend, LOL. <laughs> like, is she already asking for, like, a date with one of these unborn space babies? That's what it comes across as. Kathy. Oh, God. <laughs> Gordon... Prather says, bunch of old cum guzzlers. <laughs> Me at pride. Oh my god. <laughs> well. LOL. Thanks for your comments. <laughs> um, well. I just want to say that during this whole podcast, Kevin has been texting me while he's been shopping in Halifax, (laughs) asking if he should buy different things, including um, a t-shirt that says whole (laughs) and a pair of ladies small Adidas shorts, which I'm going to say yes to those and get me a pair too. (laughs) So can't wait for you to come back so I don't have to do this again. Uh Uh-huh. Don't know how you do it every two weeks, Marie. God bless you. Um, thanks for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to Miss Thing, a podcast about women and songs. <laughs> Follow at Deja the View Pod on Twitter. Are we plugging the Instagram? Go for it. Well, we have an Instagram account now. Yeah, it's new. It's a secret because we didn't promote it anywhere. <laughs> It's not the same as the Twitter, so you will get different content. It's different content. It's not the same. It's not just copying tweets. It is also at Deja the View Pod. Uh, we, it's totally different vibe. Yeah. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a little more um, how they say art house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's really interpretive. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you haven't already reviewed. Uh, us on mm. Apple Podcasts, please do. We have some really nice reviews. I've been watching them pouring. We should do a thing where we read out some of the best of. You know, I can say as the social media intern of Deja the View <laughs> that we often get um, tweets that are like, can I be on your podcast? Oh, yeah. And um, I appreciate that, but like, I'm not in charge of booking. <laughs> So there's nothing I can do, and I don't even have a direct line to Kevin, so you can ask, but I I can't guarantee anything. But But if you would like to be on the podcast, you can review, because those go directly to Kevin's physical mailbox, (laughs) printed out by Apple and sent via snail mail. And now is your chance to get on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Watch next episode for the segment. Yeah, watch it. Okay, well, it's been a slice. Yeah, thank you, Sean, for co-hosting with me today. And uh, enjoy the rest of the year where you have to live in the closet because it's no longer pride. (laughs) Um, Take a little time to enjoy Behar's (laughs) boobs. (laughs) Hit Hit it, Abby. Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. And I'm gonna tell her girlfriend you were so on. We're bringing husband.